0: "'Send up another, damn you! Send them all up! At once, if you have to!' "'Lawrence said savagely to poor Calloway, who did not deserve to be sworn at. "'The gunner was firing off the flares so quickly his hands were scorched black. "'One of the little French dragons darted in again, slashing at Temeraire's side, "'and five men fell screaming as a piece of the makeshift-carrying harness unraveled. "'They vanished at once beyond the lantern-light, and were swallowed up in the dark.' The long, twisted rope of striped silk, a pillaged curtain, unfurled gently in the wind and went billowing down after them, threads trailing from the torn edges. A moan went through the other Prussian soldiers, still clinging desperately to the harness, and after it followed a low, angry muttering in German. Any gratitude the soldiers might have felt for their rescue from the siege of Danzig had since been exhausted. Three days flying through icy rain, No food, but what they had crammed into their pockets in those final desperate moments. No rest, but a few hours snatched along a cold and marshy stretch of the Dutch coast. And now, this French patrol harrying them all this last endless night. Men, so terrified, might do anything in a panic. Many of them had still their small arms and swords, and there were more than a hundred of them crammed aboard, to the less than thirty of Temeraire's own crew. Lawrence swept the sky again with his glass, straining for a glimpse of wings, an answering signal. They were in sight of shore. The night was clear. Through his glass he saw the gleam of lights dotting the small harbours all along the Scottish coast, and below heard the steadily increasing roar of the surf. Their flares ought to have been plain to see all the way to Edinburgh. Yet no reinforcements had come, not a single courier-beast even to investigate.' "'Sir, that's the last of them,' Calloway said, "'coughing through the grey smoke that wreathed his head, "'the flare whistling high and away. "'The powder flash went off silently above their heads, "'casting the white scudding clouds into brilliant relief, "'reflecting from dragon scales in every direction. "'Temeraire all in black, "'the rest in gaudy colours muddied to shades of grey by the lurid blue light. "'The night was full of their wings.' A dozen dragons turning their heads around to look back, their gleaming pupils narrowing. More coming on, all of them laden down with men and a handful of small French patrol dragons darting amongst them. All seen in the flash of a moment, then the thunderclap crack and rumble sounded, only a little delayed, and the flare, dying away, drifted into blackness again. Lawrence counted ten, and ten again, "'Still there was no answer from the shore. "'They could not very well defend themselves at all, "'and Temeraire was taking the worst of it, "'bleeding already from many small gashes along his side and flanks, "'which the crew could not bandage up, so cramped were they aboard. "'Only keep everyone moving towards the shore,' Lawrence said. "'He had no better answer to give. "'I cannot imagine the patrol will pursue us over land,' he added, "'but doubtfully.' He would never have imagined a French patrol could come so near to shore as this either without challenge and how he should manage to disembark a thousand frightened and exhausted men under bombardment he did not like to contemplate I am trying only they will keep stopping to fight Temeraire said wearily and turned back to his work Arcadi and his rough band of mountain ferals found the small stinging attacks maddening and they kept trying to turn around mid-air and go after the French patrol dragons. In their contortions, they were flinging off more of the hapless Prussian soldiers than the enemy could ever have accounted for. There was no malice in their carelessness. The wild dragons were unused to men except as the jealous guardians of flocks and herds, and they did not think of their passengers as anything more than an unusual burden. But with malice or none, the men were dying all the same. Now, now, Ganny. Temeraire called out, and dashed forward to swat at the little blue and white feral. She had dropped onto the very back of a startled French chasseur voici a courier beast of scarcely four tons, who could not bear up under even her slight weight, and was sinking in the air despite the frantic beating of its wings. Guerny had already fixed her teeth in the French dragon's neck, and was now worrying it back and forth with savage vigour. Meanwhile, the Prussians clinging to her harness were all but drumming their heels on the heads of a French crew, crammed so tightly not a shot from the French side could fail of killing one of them. In his efforts to dislodge her, Temeraire was left open, and a de Ciel seized the fresh opportunity, this time daring enough to make an attempt at Temeraire's back. His claw struck so near that Lawrence saw the traces of Temeraire's blood shining black on the curved edges as the French dragon lifted away again. His hand tightened on his pistol, uselessly. Oh, let me, let me, Eskerku was straining furiously against the restraints which kept her lashed down to temeraire's back. The infant Kazalik would soon enough be a force to reckon with. As yet, however, scarcely a month out of the shell, she was too young and unpracticed to be a serious danger to anyone besides herself. They had tried as best they could to secure her, with straps and chains and lecturing but the last she roundly ignored, and though she had been but irregularly fed these last few days, she had added another five feet of length overnight. Neither straps nor chains were proving of much use in restraining her.